0: Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. After a three year hiatus, Bill Simmons is back with his NBA trade value rankings for the 2018 and 2019 season. You
1: can check that out, as well as our year in review articles wrapping up everything 2018 on the site. Also, throughout the holidays, we will be sticking to our regular podcast schedule, so make sure to tune in to your favorite shows as usual. Happy holidays from the Ringer.
0: Right. it's Shay. We are officially back from our Christmas break. This is the bonus Q&A portion of the Reagan McNeil episode of Villains that we recorded prior to. That was episode six. We have two left in the season. That means we also have two Q&As left. Let's get into this one, though. Let's answer some questions. First question.
1: Yo, Shay, what's up? This is David out of San Antonio. Um, great work by you and everyone on the podcast, but bro... Reagan was not a really good choice because when you stop and think about it, man, like, seriously, if you just ignore, like, the face makeup and all that, she threw up on someone, she peed at a party, like, bro, that's just a kid with a stomach ache or a kid that doesn't know how to behave. And, yeah, I get all the stuff, like, the sexual stuff that she did, but come on, man, like, you've got to talk to a kid about the birds and the bees, you know, maybe talk to him about masturbating or something. Like, that's not a sex toy, obviously, but, I mean, to be fair, I've never seen the movie... But, like, whenever you explained everything that Reagan did, like, that's not villainous, bro. That's just a bad kid. That's just a bad kid, man. Like, come on, man. But anyways, I just have to get that off my chest. Great work with the pod. Love everything you do. Wish you nothing but success, man. Later.
0: Wait, 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 wait. So your take right now, your take here is that Reagan was not the villain. And not that she wasn't the villain because Pazuzu, the demon inside of her, was a villain. She just wasn't the villain at all. She was just bad at masturbating. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, that can't be what you're saying. That's not what you're saying. right? Of course, she was the villain. She literally killed two people that we know of. She contributed to the death of a third she's a villain. She's very clearly a villain. I mean, I get it. I get the urge to want to give a kid the benefit of the doubt. Like, that's what you are programmed to do as an adult. But this is a, my friend, this is a bridge too far. This is like, i to tell you a quick story. One time when I was teaching, this was maybe, I think, like two or three years before I had left the profession. So that makes it around 2012, 2013 we had a kid show up at the beginning of the year like school started and then 2 or 3 weeks later this kid showed up and he was a hellraiser he was doing a bunch of bad shit very quickly like it was obvious this kid was there to like stir up some trouble that's what was his mission he started tagging up the restrooms a bunch of times he would sneak off campus and go smoke and get high and then come back to the (laughs) to to the campus like that's another level right there most times the kids would sneak off smoke and then you wouldn't see them until the next day but he wanted to (laughs) he was coming back that's the level we're talking about like he got into a few fights during his short time at our school he was rough and things just kept getting worse and worse and worse and one day this is right before christmas break that year He was already like on his way out of the school. I think maybe he knew that by this point. He's in class. It's his math class. There's a substitute teacher in there. And he gets into it with a substitute teacher. And they're both, after a minute of like arguing, now they're both full on yelling at each other. Which is the opposite of how you're supposed to handle this particular kid. He got very mad. I think he maybe thought he was being shown up. He got very mad. He stood up grabbed his chair. It was one of those plastic blue chairs and fucking chucked it at the guy. Just straight up threw it at him. Now, fortunately the sub, he was maybe like 26, 27 year old dude. He was able to block it. Didn't hit him or anything. He, you know, knocked it out of the air. But it was still a really big deal. You can't just go around throwing chairs at people. You know what I'm saying? So the kid got suspended and we had to have this big conference with his mom Right before he was scheduled to return in the conference, we're sitting there, like it was me, two other teachers, the principal, the mom and the and the kid, and the principal is going through the list of things that this kid has already done or screwed up on. And she's like laying out for the mom, "Hey, if this happens again, we're going to kick him out of the school." Like that's what we were doing in this meeting. And as he's going through the list, the mom is like, at the end of it, she says, She said something like, like, lo se, lo se, pero he's a good kid. Like, she was doing this whole thing. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. And I'm sitting there like, you didn't just hear the list, ma'am? He's he's fucking, he's throwing furniture at other humans. That's you right now. We're all sitting in the principal's office talking to you about your daughter who's going around murdering people. And you're like, "It's, it's... (laughs) she's 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 misunderstood (laughs) no no she's the villain i'm sorry i'm sorry to tell you your daughter she's getting kicked out next question
1: hey shay this is tim i was wondering uh quick story about what would happen if pazuzu possessed each of the villains you've done so far thanks man
0: okay So Pazuzu was the demon who took over Reagan's body and was making her do all of the wild shit that she was doing. And you're asking what would happen if Pazuzu, rather than jumping inside of Reagan, jumped inside of the bodies of the other villains that we've done. So that's Pazuzu inside of Hannibal, inside of Amy Dunn, inside of Regina George, inside of Ernesto de la Cruz, inside of Killmonger. And you want to know what that looks like? That's a lot of trouble is what that is. That's that's a bad situation. Do you remember in Rocky 3 when the reporter asks Clubber Lang his prediction for the fight? Like that's in my head right now. That's what's playing when you're asking me what's going to happen and Pazuzu gets in there. Kara, can you play that clip right now? Can you play that Rocky 3 clip? What's your prediction for the fight then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Amy actually began to talk about this a little bit on the Reagan episode. If Pazuzu jumps inside of the body of someone who isn't an 11-year-old girl, then it's a wrap, is what it is. If Pazuzu takes over Killmonger's body, like, you could forget about it. He's fucking everybody up. Thanos can show up. Thanos shows up with his Infinity Stones, and Killmonger's like, That's cute, little bitch. But how about this, though? Bop, 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 hands, hands, hands. (laughs) Pazuzu plus Killmonger. It's over. It's bad. It's all bad.
1: Next question. Isn't it kind of funny how they prescribe the girl who's literally possessed by the devil ADD medication?
0: That part of the movie was crazy to me. That might be like the the wildest part when you're rewatching it. They're trying to figure out what's wrong with Reagan. They're running her through all of these medical tests and nobody knows what to do. So they're just like, maybe she's <laughs> maybe she's possessed by the devil. I wonder how long it is in real life before an actual doctor would like allow himself or herself to say that. Like you show up, they they're looking at your kid. How long, how many tests does it have to be before the doctor's like ma'am maybe i don't maybe maybe she's possessed by a demon like is that a thing that happens are you allowed to say that as a doctor a real doctor in a real hospital are you allowed to say i think your child is possessed by a demon like can you can you make it up like you don't know what to do is that just what you say like i didn't see that episode of house when <laughs> <laughs> where they don't know what to do and House is just like, brr, with his cane. Brr, demon. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. Okay, but, I'm, I, let me ask again, I'm trying to be, I want to be serious here because even if you're not making it up, like let's say, let's say you're a doctor, you're a real doctor in a real hospital. You're working at the Children's Hospital in Houston, like a premier Premier hospital, and you're there and you're running these tests. And after a while, you're really in your heart starting to believe that the problem is the patient is possessed by a demon. You honestly and really and truly believe that. That's what you think. Are you legally allowed to tell a parent that? Like, is that a thing? Do they cover that in medical school? If anybody is listening to this podcast right now and you're a doctor, please let me know. I'd love to hear an answer about this. And if you're not a doctor, but you are in school to become one, then the next time you're doing your rounds or whatever with the doctor who's training you and you walk walk up to a bed with a patient and she's like, "Okay, everyone, this patient's symptoms are this 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 and this." And then she asks if anyone knows what the problem is. I'm please, I'm begging you to just raise your hand and be like, "Is the patient possessed by Pazuzu?" <laughs> You get to be fired real fast. I don't even know if that's a real thing that a doctor does. I saw it on scrubs. I don't know anything about the medical profession if it didn't happen on scrubs or house. Like, I know every once in a while you have to scream that you need a trach. That's a thing. You need 50 cc's of something stat. Like, <laughs> that's in my hospital. That's all we're doing. You get it, you're getting trachs. And 50 cc at the Shea Serrano Hospital for possessed children. <laughs> Next question.
1: Hi, Shea. This is Isabel from New York. Um, my question for this week's episode is, how do you think the dynamics of the, mo- of the movie The Exorcist plot and by extension the relationship between Reagan and her mother Would have changed if Reagan's father had been around. It's at all. Thanks.
0: I don't think this movie is that much different if the dad is around. I don't think it's different at all. In fact, like dads, I can't find a, a way where a dad is helpful in that scenario. Dads are only good for like three or four things. We can kill bugs when they get in the house, we can open things that are sometimes hard to open, like cereal or some jars, a jar of spaghetti sauce. That's that's basically it. <laughs> I think a big deal gets made about dads being involved in the in the household, but that's really those are the only two things that we are good for. I certainly when it comes to demons there's there's nothing we can do. We are fairly useless there. What's interesting to me is when I was watching this So when you watch this movie like as a kid, you imagine yourself in the Reagan role. When you watch it as an adult, as a parent in particular, I don't know if it worked like this for everybody, but when I was watching it, I was seeing myself in the mother role. Like, what do I do here? And that was the question that kept playing in my head. The worst things we're getting in the movie, I'm saying like, what's the responsibility here? What's the responsibility of the parent in this situation? Like, if you get to a point where it's obvious There are no more questions about this. We're 100% certain that your child is possessed by a demon. Are you allowed to just walk away? Can you be like, I did what I could do and then leave? Or do you have to stick it out? Like, I don't know what you you do there. I have an idea right now, Kara. Right here, can you play some music like what you might hear in a waiting room or something? I'm going to go grab my wife. And one of my kids And I wanted to ask them about this Let's get, I want to get it from each of their perspectives Let's get it from a mother's perspective Let's get it from a perspective possessive. Hold tight everyone Alright I'm back I have two guests with me my beloved wife, Laramie, my youngest son, Park, a.k.a. Parky, a.k.a. The Park Show, a.k.a. The Great White Park. Park, let me ask you a question. You're asleep tonight. When you wake up in the morning tomorrow, you have a ghost in you. You have a demon inside of you. What do you want from me in that situation as your dad? Is it my responsibility to protect you or are you on your own? For you to protect how would you suppose I get that ghost out of you? I kind of don't really know. That's fair because I don't know either. Would it be okay? Let me ask you. In the movie, I watch this movie where a ghost gets inside of a little girl. And one of the ways that they try to get it out of her is they just punch her in the face. Would you be okay with me punching you in the face to get a ghost out of you? No. No. why not but listen it's gonna hurt but the ghost will be gone like it's a good and a bad situation would you rather a you keep the ghost in you but i don't punch you or b the ghost gets punched out of you i just keep the ghost in me (laughs) (laughs) okay so we could just be friends you're gonna be friends with the ghost yes See, that's interesting. Nobody in the movie that I watched thought to do that. Do you think the movie would have been better if they had just tried to be friends with a ghost? Yes. Why? Because they won't chase each other or hit. That's why. That's smart. You're a smart kid. All right, I'm going to talk to your mother. Boo, what is your responsibility in this situation? Are you going to try to save your children... Or are you going to leave? And if you're going to leave, which I think is understandable, I would leave. How long would you try to get the the ghost out before you just said, oh, okay, that's, I mean, I gave it my best. I definitely would not try to leave. And um, you're not going to believe this, but I've actually seen a couple exorcisms. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> with my own two eyes. <laughs> All right. Believe me, I have. So I've seen those. I know where YouTube is. I know where Google is. I think I could figure it out. I think I could do this. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We've been married now. We've been together for 17, 18 years. Mm -hmm. This is the first I'm hearing of you having witnessed actual exorcisms. Are you telling the truth? I'm telling the truth. I swear. There was a demon inside of a person that you know. Two. Yes. No, I don't know them. I I don't know them. But I saw it. You just walked into the room where they were doing the exorcisms? No, the room was a church. I was in a church. It was like an open court exorcism. Wait, wait. <laughs> Park is trying to jump in here. You have something that you need to say. Well, demons are not real. Boom. So you're so your mother's your mother's lying. She never lies. <laughs> okay. Well, she never lies, but also she just said that she saw demons in a person. So, what's going on here? Cuz you said that i feel like we're spun around all right (laughs) thank you to my beloved wife laramie thank you to park aka park show aka parky aka the great white park thank you i don't know why you keep saying a lot of nicknames of me (laughs) next question
1: hey shay taylor from austin texas calling got a quick question for you Battle Royale, who would win? Damien the Antichrist or Reagan, possessed by Pazuzu? Love the pod. Keep up the great work. Thanks. Bye.
0: Okay, so Damien is from The Omen, which was a horror movie that came out a few years after The Exorcist. In The Omen, this husband and wife are having a kid. The doctor tells the dad that the kid died during birth. The dad is, of course, heartbroken. But he arranges for a replacement baby to be swapped in for his dead baby. Only except he doesn't tell the mom that this is happening. The baby grows up. He becomes like a kindergarten aged kid. And a bunch of crazy stuff starts to happen around him. And eventually we find out that Damien is the Antichrist birthed from a jackal or or some shit like that. Like that's how you know a kid is bad. If If your mother is a jackal. You're a human from a jackal. So you're asking me if Damien, the Antichrist, and Pazuzu, the spirit inside of Reagan, were to battle each other, who would win? I think the the answer here has to be Damien. If for no other reason than because the exorcist ends with Pazuzu having been exorcised and the omen ends with Damien alive and everyone else dead everyone uh, fake mom is dead fake dad is dead a bunch of other people are dead the animals are all terrified there's a scene in the omen when damien goes to the zoo and he walks up to some giraffes and they look at him, and and they're like nah fuck this and then they just they legit turn around and run away (laughs) if the giraffes aren't fucking with your kid then that's that's a bad that's a bad kid. Damien wins. Damien wins that battle. What's most important here though? The lesson you should take from this is that if you happen to find yourself in a horror movie, you should never under any circumstances trust young white children. I don't know, uh, I don't know if that's racist or if that's just good advice. It might it might be both. I don't know.
1: Next question. Hey, Shay, just finished listening to uh, the Exorcist episode. This is Demarcus um, from Illinois,
0: right outside of Chicago. And my question for you is, did you know that in the movie, one of the x-ray technicians is actually a real-life suspected
1: serial killer? Um, Paul Bateson, he played one of the x-ray techs. He, uh, he was convicted of murdering film critic um, Addison Verrill and then the cops also believe that he was responsible for murdering six other men and mutilating them and dismembering them and their bodies washed up in plastic bags along the Hudson River um, the name of the murders that they gave them
0: I will not say because it's very derogatory and the cops did not take it seriously because they were gay men in um, the late 70s but just wanted to know, had you heard of that? And does that make him the real villain in the movie? Thank you. I actually, yeah, I had heard of that. I read some stuff about exactly that while I was researching for the podcast. I didn't bring it up, though, because it all seemed a little too dark. Like, we have a section at the beginning of every episode called Four Interesting Things. And I was just like, hmm, should I mention the actual murders? You <laughs> know I didn't I didn't want to do that. Like I just want to have some fun and make some jokes with my friends and talk about movies and movie characters that we liked. Like I'm not trying to get into real world sad stuff. Every time that I announce on Twitter who the next episode's featured villain is going to be, I always get a few people who are like, Well, oh, you know what you should do? You should do some real life villains like John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> And I'm like, what? Like, no, that's not what I should do. I said, I should super not do that. I'm trying to talk about Regina George and you're trying to talk about actual dead children. Like, That's, <laughs> that's not the same. It's just not the same. Kara, we uh, we need to cleanse the air here before we move on. Can you play that clip from the end of Major League? when Willie Mays Hay scores and the Indians win the pennant and the announcer's going nuts and everybody's cheering. like That part of the movie makes me feel really good. Can we can we hear that, please?
1: Here comes the throw. He slides. He is safe. The Indians win it. The Indians win it. Oh, my God. The Indians.
0: That's perfect. I feel much better. The dead children are erased from my memory. Willie Mays Hayes slid them (laughs) right out of my head. (laughs) Next question.
1: Hey, Shay, this is Tyler from Fort Lauderdale. Um, My question is there's been a lot of exorcist movies and a lot of them little girls being possessed, but none have come close to being as scary as Reagan. Um, so what's something that they could have added that would have made Reagan even scarier?
0: I don't think there's anything that they could have done to make Reagan scarier. She's just she is totally and completely terrifying. And she's scary for a bunch of different reasons at a bunch of different levels. And we mentioned this on the on the podcast. Like when you're younger and you watch it, it's scary because her face is green and cracked and like bloody. And she's talking in these weird voices and her head is spinning around and she's throwing up on everybody and she's doing a bunch of gnarly stuff. Like that's, that's one level of scary. That's like the obvious level of scary. But then there's also the thing about just like not knowing what is happening to somebody that you love and you're trying to like, you're trying to navigate that. That's a, that's a very terrifying thing. If you've ever had a kid who was sick, I remember this happened a bunch of times when like when the boys were first born, when my sons were first born, one of them would get sick. It would happen like 10 o'clock. Maybe that one of them would start coughing. You go in there, they'd have a fever, and you're kind of freaking out. And there's like nothing for you to do. You can take them to emergency care or 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 the emergency room or whatever. But prior to that, like you don't know what's wrong with your kid because you don't have that training in in most cases. And that's a very terrifying feeling. And they're just taking this. That feeling in The Exorcist and sort of turning the volume up on it a great great deal. Like you're scared because of that. You're scared because you might actually lose a child. Like they hit all of the things you needed to hit. There's there's no way to make Reagan scarier. Even if you even if you left it like in The Omen with Pazuzu inside of Reagan, I think that that would be less scary than what we're left with at the end of the movie. We're left with the mom having gotten her daughter back. But now she has to live the rest of her life knowing that this thing has happened. It might happen again. You never know like why Reagan is acting a certain way. Is it because we're slipping back in like there's there's no way. The Exorcist is a beautifully executed movie. It's one of the few that you watch it now, even all these years later, forty over over forty years later, and it's still, still terrifying. They did such a such a wonderful job. There's no way to improve on this. Not one single bit. Let's end it right here. Thank you of course for listening to the bonus Q&A episode. We'll be back later this week, Thursday. New episode, it's the gangster movie villain. It's going to be very good and very funny and very smart. I hope you listen to it. Listen to villains or go to hell.